Yo, today's QOD is this obstacle cannot define me. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got the late, great Kobe Bryant on the show today. Kobe Bryant passed away exactly two years ago. Uh, One of the greatest basketball players of all time and just one of the strongest mindsets you will ever come across. Everything that is talked about on this show, Kobe Bryant absolutely embodied. And today he's going to talk about um, how he overcame his Achilles injury. Uh, Kobe tore his Achilles when he was maybe 37. And that is, uh, you know, at the time, you know, the recovery is a lot better now, a few years later. But at the time, it was looked at like, as like a career-threatening injury. But Kobe went through it, did his recovery, did his rehab, and was able to come back. He's also going to talk about his alter ego. A uh, great book I recommend is called The Alter Ego Effect by um, Scott Herman, I think his name is. Anyway, it's called The Alter Ego Effect, highly recommend it so you can tap into your own alter ego. And also, like, one thing I was really excited about with Kobe was, like, his second act, like, what he was going to do when he was done playing basketball, because Kobe was a very cerebral person. He was very, very intelligent, um, spoke multiple languages, just a really bright guy. So it's too bad we didn't get to see uh, the second act, but the first act was absolutely incredible. Um, I'll never forget probably the greatest moment of my life so far was sitting at Staples Center in row number five, watching Kobe Bryant score 60 points in his final game ever. It was so cool. I'll never forget it. It was incredible. He was incredible. Kobe Bryant coming up. You're playing against the Golden State Warriors. Score is 107-109. You guys are close to getting into the playoffs. You know exactly what happens in the game. You go up, you're about to take your shot, and then all of a sudden, boom, Achilles happens, right? Friend of mine, Nima, he is here just to listen to you. He played ball. And he told me, he says, Patrick, I don't think you understand. He says, when I tore my Achilles in high school, <laughs> he says, four friends of mine dragged me to my house. I was crying from there straight to the hospital. He says, I have no clue how the hell this guy did it. He went and hit the free throws, and then you walked off the stage. Yeah. And then you got the surgery done. Yeah. How the hell do you tolerate that kind of pain? Uh, you know, I, I use this, I, I tell this example, and I think this is the best way to explain it. Um, you know, you have a hamstring injury, you pull your hamstring really, really badly, you can barely walk, right? Let alone play anything. Soccer, basketball, volleyball, whatever it is, you can't do anything. Doctor tells you go home, sit up on the couch, rest your hammy, right? Stay off of it, don't get up, no sudden movements. You're at home, all of a sudden a, a fire breaks out in the home, right? Your kids are upstairs, you know, wife is you know, wherever she may be, you know, this shit's going down, right? I'm willing to bet that you're going to forget about your hamstring, you're going to sprint upstairs, 
You're gonna grab your kids. You're gonna make sure your wife's good. You're getting out of that house, right? <laughs> hamstring be damned. You're not gonna feel your hamstring, right? And, and the reason is because the lives of your family are more important than the injury of your hamstring. And so when the game is more important than the injury itself, you don't feel that damn injury. Mm. Not at that time. Yeah. So you go to the locker room. You guys had a shot that, you know, to go into the... You guys were a team that no one wanted to face, even though there was conflict. You know, maybe if you would have gone round one, who knows, maybe Dwight would have gone together, you know. Who knows what was going to happen? Sure. It's just, you were the kind of team that... Look, it's just a pain in about to face these guys. We're sure. just hoping you don't make the playoffs, right? I'm sure a lot of people were very happy that you guys didn't make the playoffs that year. But you go into the locker room, and then one of the reporters comes up to you, and he says to you, Kobe, are you convinced that they told you it's probably torn Achilles? They're going to do an MRI. Are you pretty convinced that's what it is? And your answer is, yeah. Then one of the reporters says, but if anyone is going to get through this, it's probably you, right? You put your head down and you say, oh, man, shit, right? And you have tears in your eyes. Yeah. Did you say, oh, man, shit, because everybody's expecting <laughs> me to be invincible, man. Like, freaking, let me just play the damn game. I'm a human being. Is that kind of what you were thinking? Or was it like the world's expect me to come back in the next month because I'm Kobe? Like, what were you thinking in that moment with oh, all that pressure? I was thinking, like, I don't know if I can do this. Dude, wow. Achilles were like the kiss of death yes. for athletes. Like, yes. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. There's so many factors. There's the surgery that has to take place. The surgery has to go well, right? And then just, it's a tendon. I'm not dealing with anything that's muscular or things that I can control. I can't control a tendon. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. And then thinking about what that process of recovery is going to mm -hmm. look like. It's a long one. Do I want to do that shit? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. So that was the hardest part. You, you don't know if you want to do it or you don't know if you are going to be able to come back from it. Both. Oh, like, both I don't know them. if I can do it. I don't know if I want to do it. Got it. I mean, it's, it's a long, long yes. process. But like when I, I went in the trainer's room, my kids are in there and, you know, they're looking at you and stuff and I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, it's all right. Dad's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. As a parent, you got to set the example you gotta set the example. This, this is another obstacle. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not gonna cripple me. It's not gonna be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm gonna step away on my own terms. And that's when the decision was made that, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You're a freaking beast, bro. Yeah, hey. I notice a lot of times you go and you talk about, like, the, even the example you use right now, if your hamstrings are this, you're down, your wife's upstairs, your kids, you ain't going to think about it. You're gonna, so did you have a lot of these scenarios where you use your wife and your kids to use as no excuse, I'm going to get through this? Was that a mental conversation you had that nobody could hear? Yeah, you got to lead by example. As parents, you got to lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they want to accomplish in life, you have to show them. Mm. You can't. You got to show them. And that's what I tried to do. And you're obviously doing that, man, at a whole different level. I try. Alter ego. Let's do alter ego, and then I want to kind of go into the story side and how you went into the storytelling. And you went and get it. Guys, this guy won an Academy Award. He's a basketball player. <laughs> how the hell does that make any sense, right? <laughs> it was a freaking Academy Award, right? <laughs> so alter ego. Alter ego. 
You know, sometimes uh, 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 we are so worried about what other people think about us. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, what if they think I'm crazy? What if they think I'm over obsessive or competitive? And what if this is like, you're too much. This is just not healthy for you to be thinking this way, right? Yeah. How did you get your mindset into this alter ego to be comfortable being Black Mamba? Like, how, how did that happen? It's a good separation for me, you know, emotionally, to be able to put myself in a place where at practice or when I'm training or during games, I switch my mind to something else. I switch my mode into something else, right? For me, it's the equivalent of Maximus, Desmus, Meridius, and Gladiator picking up the dirt, smelling the dirt, it's go time, right? So that was my mental switch. It was like an actor getting ready for a film. You gotta put yourself in that cage. When you're in that cage, you are that character. And then when you leave there, it's something completely different. But when I'm in that cage, bro, don't fucking touch me. Don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. I, there used to be certain games, like, for, like, certain key games. Uh, I don't think I've ever said this before. This, this kind of makes me seem very psychotic, but whatever. I used to uh, play the Halloween theme song over and over and over in my headphones. Pre-game. Seriously. 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 And it was important that it was Michael Myers because the mask itself was void of emotion. Void of emotion. It has That's nothing to do with pressure. It has level. nothing to do with hype. has nothing to do with camaraderie. It's stone cold killer. And I would listen to that song over and over and over. Wow. To get, that's, that's when you know you better run. <laughs> that's what a lot of people did. Yeah, it's probably coming out. You know, it's going to be a tough night. Story. Yeah. So, Kobe, you've probably made in this 50-minute conversation, I don't know, 12 metaphors. So typically people that make metaphors, they're storytellers. To them, everything has to paint a picture. And from the day one, you're talking about you were very curious, right? So... When you finished the last game you had, and I'll never forget, we were having a training, by the way, in Dallas, and we finished it. This was three years ago, and my sister and I get home. It's 12.30. I was hoping I could catch the game. It's your last game. You're playing Utah. Yeah. And uh, I'm standing up the entire time. I'm getting the last four minutes, which is the best freaking four minutes. <laughs> and I see you, Shaq, saying, go for 50, and then you... You're just going, and, and you're not hitting easy shots. These are not easy shots. Right. You hit your last shot. You scored six... Guys... Nobody has ever had a 60-point game to retire with. Like, that has never happened. Like, it's insane for this to happen. You hit your 60 points. I got to say this. My sister's in the room. Kobe, I got tears coming down and watching you when this happens. Because 20 years I've been following this guy. And I relate to you because in the insurance world, I take a lot of your uh, similarity. You may be in a completely different world. I'm looking at the world here, and it's just like, Seeing this guy, he's so freaking determined to say, I came and gave everything I had, and I'm going to give it to the last freaking second. That's what you did. But then you leave, and you're like, no, it's good. I'm cool. You tell your story. You give your message. Everybody's flipping out. You're like, no, Kobe's going to come back. No. Kobe, and then you go, and then you go into your storytelling, all this stuff. How did that disconnect and going into that though? And you're still helping out a lot of players. You're always advising Lakers. You know, Jeannie calls you. Anybody calls you, you're helping out, no problem. Sure. But how did that adjustment go from there to all of a sudden, man, I got to go tell stories. Yeah. How did that happen? Because I love it. So, you know, it started for me again in high school when I started learning about storytelling, writing, how to structure a story, how to put together, how to thread together a narrative 
that has a bigger message, how to create compelling characters, how to take some of the emotions from my, from my own journey and instill them into characters that inspire or teach the next generation. Therefore, they can avoid some of the pitfalls and landmines that I had to go through. Right? That's something I'm extremely passionate about. So I loved it. So it wasn't a matter of, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta put this aside, I gotta move on to something else. I was excited. I, mean, I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to move on and do something else. And everybody kept saying, man, like, <laughs> my wife asked me one time, we were filling out a form for school, and it said, all right, father, occupation. She's like, <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to put down? You know, I'm a storyteller. You want me to write storyteller on your kid's form? Wow. Was, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what I'm doing. She's Dude, really? Said, All right, fine. Just put producer. I don't know, right? But during that year, everybody kept coming up to me and saying, "Okay, you're going to have stages of grief when you retire. You're going to go into a state of depression when you retire, and those are all normal and all this other stuff." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm fine." Yes, of course you would say that. I said that too. I'm like, "Dude, fuck, man." And so after a while, I just started listening. Like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know, and then my competitive competitiveness inside was like, no, I'm gonna do something in the next 20 years that is better than these last 20. You might not understand that. I'm doing that. <laughs> you know? You know? So the competitiveness kicks in. That was Kobe Bryant on the two-year anniversary of his passing. You can watch today's interview on YouTube. It is called Kobe Bryant's Last Great Interview on the Patrick Bet David YouTube channel. It is day two of the Entrepreneur's Mind Intensive going on today at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. If you missed yesterday, no big deal. The replays are going to be in the EMI Facebook group, so you can join today and jump in and learn a lot of cool stuff. And so get signed up for that at SeanCroxton.com. Slash E M I, and I will see you tomorrow with Mr. Zig Ziglar. I'm out. Peace.